You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony Collins and Cheryl Jahani, we're here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 on 104.5 and 106.1. And you can listen live on IRLoneStar.com. Also, uh, you can check out our website at www.LegalConnectionShow.com. And you can listen to us live on Facebook, too. Uh, I'm sure everybody over at the hospital is because uh-huh. my husband works and they listen. Yeah. We have, we have we answers a lot for them. them today. All right. Answers. And I'm going to say it's, it's Cheryl's birthday. And Aww. for your birthday, I brought you a little a little gift. If you can see this, I don't know if I can't, I can't see the deal, but here. she's She's giving yeah. me a $10,000 bill. And it's because I think you're worth it. Oh, Don't spend Tony. it all in one place. I won't. <laughs> for, for those of you who aren't watching, it's a $10,000 bill. And oh, who's it's on about, it? Do you know who I'm on it without looking? Uh, let's see. I kind of already looked, but who is it? I don't even know if this is a real person. Chase? Is that a real person? Well, since it's not a real $10,000 bill. <laughs> it is. It is real. I don't know who Chase is. Maybe yeah. Chase Chase. Maybe Morgan? that's the Chase, Chase Bank, yeah. But he wouldn't know. be on our money. Hey, what, what do you say, a station manager, Dick? Is Chase a real person? I mean, I, that, I thought that was a real $10,000 here. <laughs> Look it up for us. It might be real. We could buy 10000 Like on our last show, we could buy 10000 lotto tickets to oh, get right. the billion. Did you, did you go <laughs> buy that, Tony? I haven't won yet. Okay. I, I don't understand why. Me neither. I had really good high hopes uh-huh, for it. Uh-huh. I asked Mary <laughs> to please intercede for me. I don't understand. Yeah. Okay. And I will say one thing. Um, everybody needs to go out and vote. Okay. Yes. And it's okay. very... I got an update okay. for you guys. Okay. So there is such a thing as a $10,000 bill. Okay. okay. Good. It's, it has a blue seal on it, which one this one does. Uh-huh. And it has yeah. Salmon P. Chase... Who was Secretary of the Treasury from 1861 to 1864. So during the Civil War, weird, 61 to 64. Wow. No wonder nobody knows about him. He got kind of overshadowed by, Mm -hmm. you know, all the rest of that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Thank you very much. Solomon, Chase, real. So the 10,000 is real. <laughs> who knew? <laughs> really, who knew? Okay, everybody I'm not giving vote, it please. back. Yes, go vote. Early voting. Bring your IDs with you. Um, I don't know if that's a qualify. I don't know enough about it. I know I always bring mine with me. Right. And I personally want to let you know that. Um, and uh, I will say this right now. My husband missed this, and I could just, you know, bop him over the head. But um, if, you, if you vote a straight ticket, in order to vote for the Lone Star Groundwater Conservation Di- District special election, which is on this ballot, you have mm-hmm. to scroll all the way down to the end of the ballot. And because it's, they're not, I don't think they have a, um, a what do you call, they're not a uh, Democrat or Republican. Uh, party or, affiliated. Yeah, they're not party affiliated. So I'm going to vote for, just so you'll know, this has nothing to do with what anybody else should vote for, but I'm going to vote for Harry Hardman and Jim beginner because um they are really good people and they're my preference but i want and to that's make, for the groundwater conservation yes it's for ground it's for the lone star groundwater conservation district special election it's the bottom of the ballot okay so don't don't forget that read your entire ballot to make sure you get everybody that you want to vote for okay 
Mm-hmm. Because I think at the top of the ballots are always the party affiliations, Republican, yeah. Democrat. I actually do go through and, and read the whole thing because one time, it is true, I went through and I was going to vote a straight ticket and I really didn't know, you know, it wasn't something I normally do. And I mm-hmm. went through and I checked it and it didn't have the right people on it. On the, so I, now I just you go through. You mean the ballot was wrong? The ballot was wrong, yes. And it was here in Montgomery County. So I went through and I don't know whether I was just a dummy and I probably was, but just to be safe, I went through and I went, on, I looked at each one of them to make sure it was who I wanted to vote for. Oh, well, that's important. And it was good because then I thought, wow, I didn't even know about that amendment. Going through mm-hmm. and doing that made me actually read and take a little bit of time to do it. So I did my, you know, civic duty. And well, I, so if we wanted some input, say like we wanted to vote and we didn't know about the uh, the positions of the candidates for, say, like the groundwater, where could our listeners or viewers go to uh, get some information just on what their uh, position is? Well, you've got me there because I know that the actual, I know who I want to vote for, but who do you, 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 you tell me, because uh, you, you know more about this than I do. Um, I think uh, they could go to restoreaffordablewater.com. Okay. I, I mean, that's what's the information that we, we've been given. And also, you can go to, if you just Google Montgomery County, that's you right. can go through and you can actually, um, to- uh, I guess it's toggle into particular candidates and read their background. Right. So you have two different options to go down there and actually see what everything's about. But but definitely go out and vote. And early voting, I think, is the best because you don't have to wait in long lines. Right. And you, you're kind of on your, at your own pace, and there's lots of different places that are open. So that is, um, that's my little, you know, my, my civic announcement. Please go out and vote. All right. Thank you, Tony. Well, you know, Tony, I wanted to talk about today, um, you know, have you ever been to court Dick, I want to ask you this. Have you ever been to court and seen attorneys uh, with those badges around their neck and they don't have to go through the security uh, metal detectors? No, I've, I've only been to court one time, I think, for jury duty. Oh, good for oh, you. Oh, you are so Yay. good. Yay. <sighs> okay, well, in court, you'll notice, you know, they have metal detectors, mm-hmm. and that's for safety reasons. But you'll notice that there are people that don't have to go through the metal detectors mm-hmm. because they've got this badge. In Montgomery mm-hmm. County, the badge is like a burgundy orange color. Mm-hmm. And uh, What? That's both A&M and Texas in one? Uh-huh. That makes no yeah. sense. Kind of strange. <laughs> but... Uh, so anyway, for all of you attorneys out there that are listening, Tony and I wanted you to know that if you want to get a badge and you don't have to go through the metal detector because sometimes, you know, you've got to get to the courtroom or... I think everybody has a badge but us, I'm beginning to think. And well, I think it's possible. I don't mind waiting, though, because I meet the people in line and mm-hmm. kind of find out what's going on, what you doing at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. I get to, you know, and, they, you know, and maybe I can help them a little bit. But, yeah. But the badge does come in handy if you're running late. Mm-hmm. It sure does. So this is how you get one. You have to get uh, a certificate of good standing from the Montgomery County Bar. Not the Texas oh, bar. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. The Montgomery County bar. You have to bar. join the Montgomery County bar to get one of them? I guess so. Because you wouldn't be in good standing unless you were a member. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. There's number one thing we got to put on our, mm-hmm. our Christmas list, mm-hmm. our to-do list. Yeah. You have to call the crime lab for an appointment for an interview. So when you go for the this interview, you? Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. when you go for this interview, you have to bring $30 cash only. Okay. They don't trust you. Uh-huh. Crime uh, lab. <laughs> Or our right, or our, and an ID card, okay. your bar card, the letter of good standing from the Montgomery County uh-huh. Bar, and you have to go in for an interview, and then they'll issue you the badge. I'm thinking that when I went down there, that would give me a, a chance to really talk about the um, 
you when they they keep the um, the evidence the evidence locker. Oh the, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, that would be give me a chance to find out um, what they the did best times to go. <laughs> where you know? What, hey, what, where's his stuff? because <laughs> I know at Harris County it's like pulling teeth to get your stuff back. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, but you know, uh, a lot of my clients down uh, up here, not down here, but up here in Montgomery County. As I recall, they have not had that big of a deal. Uh, it hasn't been a big issue getting their property back at all. Not like Harris. Harris is just, it is just a debacle to try to get your wallet back and your property. And particularly if it's evidence, like if they've confiscated your gun or something like that. Not your drugs. You're not going to get those back. Okay. Right. Um, Forget the drugs, guys. Yeah. And then it's another case I did where they actually took the car, the federal, because they were part, they, they alleged the the police that they were part of a scheme and, you know, they used the car. And you 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 had to fight to get that back in civil court. They're not giving that stuff back once they say that, They've alleged that that, that cash, that, that $10,000 in cash you had in that car was being used for a crime. And, of course, as a criminal defense attorney, I'm saying, of course not. Everyone runs around with $10,000 in cash, you know, in their car uh-huh. but, um, and marked. Uh-huh. But, uh, but um, I've gotten a couple of car stuff back and, and what have you. You have to go to court, though, and fight for it. Yeah. So you're not going to get your car right back. And so as an attorney, what you do is you file a motion uh, to return property. Right. If, if they haven't already filed a civil suit to keep it because they're confiscating it under, you know, one of the drug laws or whatever, then you file a motion uh, to get the property back. In Montgomery County, they usually file, have, they have the motion prepared for you, though, if you ask. So it's kind of nice. But I always have my prepared advance. It's a real easy motion. You have to approach the judge and you get your property back. And then you have to go over to the... I'm pretty sure you have to go over the evidence and pick it up for yourself. They're not just going to have it there for you. Over to the and crime where, lab. And where is the crime lab? The crime lab is on... My clients always pick their own stuff up. I haven't had to go there. Uh, yeah, no, the crime lab is on... What did they call it? Criminal? No, it's on... Uh, you go down uh, First Street, and you go down, you know, like where the jail is, uh-huh. that... Uh, uh, Hillberg, Hillbig Road. Well, uh-huh. Criminal Justice Drive is where the jail is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. And, and instead of turning on Criminal Justice Drive, you continue on Hillbig uh-huh. to Commercial Court, and you go in between these two tan buildings, and then you take a left, but it's it's clearly marked. Oh, uh, you've lost me. I'm just going to use my GPS if I have to go down there. Yeah. Well, instead of turning right where the uh, jail is, you mm-hmm. take the next right. Okay. So, and it's right there, and is it's the crime the lab. detention center? It's somewhere around there. Maybe that's up here. I'm look, we're looking at a map. Oh, here it is right here. There's the Corley Detention Center. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got that covered. So everybody that needs a badge, all you got to do, if you want a badge, is go get your law degree. Uh, yeah. Join the Montgomery County Bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a letter of good standing. Bring your $30. Go down and get an interview with the crime lab. And then you can walk in and skip the line. That's right. Mm-hmm. So go for it, guys. I know Tony and I <laughs> may get around to that. Um, okay. So, uh Okay, so we want to talk about pretrial diversion today, too. Pretrial diversion. Tony, I know you've done a lot of these pretrial diversions. I have, and this was something that I didn't know even existed until I started doing, um, and you know, specifically criminal law a, a lot. Um, I just didn't know it was an option, and then I kept hearing all these different words. You know, when you go into the different counties, they have their little code words and stuff, and they're like, uh, I, you'd always hear the the PTD, the PTD, mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know what they're talking about. Then I found out, man, this is a great program for somebody that's actually guilty of what they're charged with, but they fit all the criteria because you can get it dismissed. And I think um, we're probably going to go on a break in a minute, but the the general, um, what it generally is, is a pretrial diversion. Well, that's actually the policy statement. Pretrial diversion is a way that you can get your case dismissed if you're actually guilty of what you did, but you fit sort of this this criteria where you're really not a criminal at all. all. 
And right. so they're going to give you a break on this, and most counties do it. Waller, Harris County, Montgomery County, um, uh, Galveston, Brazoria, I've done them in all of them. They have a little bit different, have a little bit different criteria of how to do it, but they most of the time they will offer it. Okay, great. Well, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion on pretrial diversion. We'll be right back. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936 936- Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here today talking about pre-trial diversion what it is, who can get it, when it's appropriate. You know, Tony, you were just saying that, you know, Montgomery County has it, Harris County has it, Waller County, Galveston County. So, you know, we're in Montgomery County, and so for the purposes of Montgomery County, uh, you know, I know that they say that granting a pretrial diversion is an extraordinary remedy. It's it's rare on rare occasions. In your experience, how rare is it? It, it all depends on the facts of the case. It's really not that rare if you've got somebody that's a clear, non-criminal, 
made a mistake, or maybe he was in false fees. And the thing maybe with the, he was what a falsely accused. Oh, the problem with that is the pretrial diversion makes you admit to it, and so you'd have to be lying in your pretrial diversion, saying I am guilty of this. And then the other problem with it is if you say I'm guilty of this, and then you don't get accepted, then you've got this admission. I'm guilty, right? So, um, so there's a very um, uh, uh, specific group that this would apply to, and it's not just one type of case. It, it runs the gambit of cases. Um, they will actually, and I'm trying to remember this. I don't think you can do a pretrial diversion on DWIs in Montgomery County. I just can't remember because I've done so many of these pretrial diversions. You can. Oh, you can? Uh, for DWI? Oh, okay, because I, I yeah. know I've done them in Waller County. Uh-huh. And in Harris County, they frown upon it, but they'll still give them to you. And you're right. I've gotten a ton Possession of pretrial diversions. of marijuana, yes. DWI. I say that, and I'm, now I'm thinking of all the cases I have in Montgomery yeah. County yeah. where I've gotten a pretrial diversion on a DWI. Uh -huh. And those are the main ones that I did in Harris County for a long time before they started kind of frowning upon it and made it a lot more difficult to get them. And some of the, the judges won't in, in Harris County won't even consider it. So it just depends on what court you land in. But really? Harris County is a different animal because there's so many different courts. You have so many different judges. It's a little bit more liberal. Montgomery County, I think, is more, um, um, they may be more uh, e easier to work with because they're, they're looking out for the community, uh, the actual person in the community, as opposed to, you know, Houston, which is just so massive. So, Absolutely. Uh, that being said, though, yeah, pre-trial diversions, um, I will say this. The pre-trial diversions that I've done in Waller and Harris County, they don't have a limit on them. Pretty much when you when you uh, request that, a, and it's a pre-trial diversion without looking at any of the other rules in here that we're looking at, just kind of from what my experience has been, it's an agreement between you and the prosecutor. It's not, you, it's not an agreement between you and the judge of the state. The judge has nothing to do with it. The prosecutor says, we're going to work this deal out with you. So it is the district attorneys that have offered this program. Right, right. And so when the, it's kind of odd that a judge would say, I don't want to do it, right. when it's between you. But the judge has to bless it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I can't remember what they did with one particular judge in Harris County, but and he still doesn't like them, and I don't think he, I don't think he grants them either. So you kind of know what you're going, where you're going with it. I will say this also about DWIs because there just are so many DWI I know, cases I that know. It, it's it's just rampant, mm -hmm. and um, and there's so many different ways that you have to approach DWI, and I get calls on this all the time. Do I need to get a court appointed? Well, you're not going to get a court appointed unless you're indigent. Okay, mm -hmm. so that's the first thing. Unless you're indigent, no, you're not going to get one. Um, Secondly, and, but indigent is not like you don't have a job. Indigent is like a below poverty level. And there's a lot of different right. uh, guidelines you have to go through and fill out this form. But be honest about it. Um, the second thing is um, you have to look at uh, what you're, if, did you really do this? A lot of people that need pre-trial diversions that have never done it before, it was a fluke that they ended up driving while intoxicated. Mm -hmm. And they may be in their late 50s. And it was mm -hmm. just something odd that happened. Right. There was an, they felt like in their head it was an emergency that I get home or whatever, which is what everybody says. But this is they've lived their entire life and not had right. any... Any, any mark by the law at all, no mark or anything, and then suddenly they've got this, what am I going to do? Uh, you know, I'm a criminal. Which is a black mark. Yeah. So um, so uh, uh, you have to look at the, the, the facts of the case. Um, I don't really like to go for the pretrial diversion if I think I can fight the case. Mm -hmm. Because it's not an easy way out for an attorney. No, I mean if they've got a, a if, lot if they of... weren't drunk and they were and they were stopped whatever the case may be, if there's a defense to it, then no, I'm, I'm not going to uh, pretrial diversion is not the direction I'm going to go. I'm going to fight the case. But um, if uh, all of the, the the cards fall in place for pretrial diversion, it is a very very good program. It's very beneficial. I have a number of clients who um, made a mistake. 
they uh, were drinking. They admit it. They want to be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also don't want all the record. With a pre-trial diversion, it is not, this will not be on your record. You will right. Not, you will not have a, a guilty. You will have the arrest. But in, uh, in, in Waller and in Harris, if you get the pre-trial diversion, you can actually get it expunged. Yeah, you can in Montgomery, too. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, said, I couldn't remember about uh, what my clients did in Montgomery. Mm-hmm. But here's another caveat. If you get grant, if, if the prosecutors, and it goes through a couple of channels, grant your pre-trial diversion, you better follow it to the T. This That's is a right. gift. This is a privilege. It's not a right. If you don't, if you miss one thing, and I had one guy that missed getting his in, um, interlock put in by one day, they said, nope, you're guilty, and it went away. The whole thing that we worked so hard on went away. But in the other counties, there's no limit on how you can uh, present the case to the prosecutor, which means, and I tend to want to give a lot of evidence to show how good my guys are, mm-hmm. or my girls, mm-hmm. both of them, um, but not in Montgomery County. You're limited in what you can provide, which kind of makes sense because they want to read my, the books, and I'm, I tend to do you know, a war and peace treatise mm-hmm. you know, for my clients. Yeah, so, and if everybody does that, that's just way too much. They get requests for them all the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that it's important for our listeners to know that a pretrial diversion, like you were just saying, uh, it, it's very involved. It lasts a year. Mm-hmm. you got to do a lot of community it's service. It's not as easy as just getting a pretrial diversion and walking out. No. You have some work to do. You a minimum of community service, 40 hours. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of times the fees are over $1,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, it requires the defendant to remain in the state of Texas and not travel without the approval of the probation department, which that's fairly common when you're on probation. Right. Uh, pretrial diversion contract requires frequent drug testing. Uh, it may require the defendant to attend certain classes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, If granted, uh, the defendant must agree to sign any and all documents associated with the execution of the pretrial diversion contract mm-hmm. and failure, like you were just saying, to strictly abide by these will be considered a breach of the contract and result in a trial of the case and the admission of the statement of the defendant. Mm -hmm. So it'll be admitted. Um, If you're... It's involved. You you have got to be pretty upstanding to get a pre-trial diversion. And, you know, for the most part, I go... I try to get pre-trial diversions on the DWIs because it's such a difficult thing to have on your record. I mean, it really presents you poorly if you've Mm -hmm. even been arrested for a DWI. And all my clients ask me, do I have to say I got arrested? It's like, it was a mistake. It's just a class B. Don't do it again. Someone could have gotten killed. You know, I give them a lecture. The judge gives them a lecture. The prosecutor gives them a lecture. The probation officer gives them a lecture. The bondsman. You're going to get a lecture if you get in your car and drive. And I will just make this statement now as a public service. If you are drinking, and I know how easy it is to go to a restaurant and be, and, and, and the first thing to do is they offer you a drink menu. If you're going to be drinking, even one drink, because if you're like me, one drink affects me. Mm-hmm. Do not drive. Get a designated driver. Wait until you've eaten enough for it. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Why, don't get in your car if you're even sleepy. Right. Don't, don't get behind that weapon and endanger someone's life. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth it because mm-hmm. the repercussions later on by that one bad decision is going to follow you around forever. And, yeah. and many, many people get away with it. Many people drive and they, they, they dodge the bullet. But that's, 
I, I don't know if that's the exception to the rule, but it's really not worth the risk. Well, to me, the the more times you get away with it, you're just ha increasing the possibility that mm -hmm. the next time you're mm -hmm. going to get pulled over. So whenever I go out with my friends and they're having even one drink, I always, since I don't drink, right. I'm the best friend they want to have with them mm -hmm. because I'm always, I may not be the best driver, but I'm never going to be intoxicated while I'm driving. And, right. And I may not be the best driver, but I don't get, I, I rarely get tickets and you know, I try to be cautious. I just, mm -hmm. you know, I think I drive my daughter crazy. Why? <laughs> I don't know. She just, she's like a, a, a backseat driver. She, you know, she doesn't like how, how I drive, and I, I can't really explain it. But, oh, no. but, uh, but I do not drive under the influence, and it, there's no excuse for people to drive under the influence. None. When there's Lyft and there's Uber and there's friends. Right. And All the more now. Or you can just stay home and, and not watch that Texans game, and I know everybody was watching them win and wanted to drink it up and have fun. No. Don't right. do it. It's not an excuse. Well, you know, here's something interesting, too, that a pretrial diversion contract for a DWI, um, the defendant has to spend at least a weekend, three days in jail. Mm -hmm. And and it can't be served on house arrest. Now, we'll tell you this. You can't split it up. The three-day weekend in Montgomery County is the same one that we can relate to in the Bible. It's that three-day weekend, like... You know, you know, oh, the, Friday, the, Sabbath. Christ rose after the third day. Uh -huh. Well, it's the same thing because it really starts like Friday night Friday at five, night. Okay. and then you're out by Sunday at noon, which is the three day, okay. the three so days that Christ night. also recognizes. Okay. So it's actual the the late Friday, all day Saturday. So it's not as bad as it sounds, right? If, if and and really, if, as as jails go, Montgomery County may not have a, a wonderful jail, but it's far better right. than many many jails. It sure is. That's true. Okay, so I don't know. Did we ever even really give a general statement of the policy? We may have, but I'm going to read it because I think it's the way, yeah. the, the way they put it together in, in the district attorney's office is very good. Pretrial diversions are granted at the discretion of the Montgomery County District Attorney's Office, are considered an extraordinary remedy to resolve criminal cases. If granted a pretrial diversion, a, a defendant's full compliance and cooperation with the Montgomery County District Attorney's Office and the Montgomery County Department of Community Supervision and Corrections, that's probation, is expected. So they both have a hold on you. Failure to comply with a pretrial diversion contract will result in the revocation of a defendant's personal recogn recognizance bond and the prosecution of the underlying case. Because once you agree to that, they let you, your other bondsmen go. And you now you have a personal recognizance bond. I don't know if people knew that, but I always forget that. So you don't, you're not having to deal with your bonding company. Y'all, Your bonding company is actually your own, but your, it's your probation officer, if that makes any sense, if anyone's mm -hmm. ever gotten one of those. Pre-trial diversions are not to be taken lightly and are considered a remedy for individuals with compelling circumstances. Not every defendant is entitled to consideration for a pre-trial diversion. And in our next segment, I think we'll go over who will qualify for that. Right. Okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back with our discussion on pre-trial diversions. Have a legal question? Are you a resident of Montgomery County? Call 281-645-6344 to talk to a volunteer attorney from the Woodlands Bar Association. We answer the phones on the first Monday of every month at 281-645-6344 from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. to provide general legal information and information about legal resources to Montgomery County residents. 
The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Path to the Plate is a research-based education program that helps consumers understand how their food choices impact their health, by making the connection to agriculture, learning about how food is grown and produced, and how consumers can make better food choices for themselves and their families, Path to the Plate is all about dispelling myths and misconceptions. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. We're here today on The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl, and we're talking about the pretrial diversion. And we've been talking about what it is, and, and so now we want to talk about who can get a pretrial diversion and who can't qualify for a pretrial diversion. So... You have a list, or you want me to tell you what I can remember, and then you can add to it? Or? Yeah, why don't you do that? Okay, this is what my experience with pretrial diversions has been in, in all the different counties. Um, it is such an extraordinary remedy, and it's such a, a special type of um, relief that you're being offered by the prosecution. And, you know, they're here to protect the county. They're not just going to give this to anybody. Right. Um, the, the, the ones that have been approved by me, and I don't, I don't have a list in front of me of what the, the, the criteria is, is that a person can't have any priors at all. Like in, in Harris County, they can't even have been arrested before. Mm -hmm. There can be, and sometimes you can talk your way into that, though, mm -hmm. depending on when it was, how old you were, and that kind of thing. So everything's got some wiggle room. But for the most part, the general criteria is you can't have been arrested. You definitely can't have any convictions, misdemeanor or not. But I'm, we're not talking about traffic tickets and right. class C. We're talking about above class, above class C. Um, you, uh, th those are the main two. And then if you want to get a DWI pretrial diversion, you can't have a blood alcohol uh, uh, breath test or blood test for that particular charge that's over 0.15. And that's a big deal in Montgomery County, not as big a deal in Montgomery, uh, in Harris County, but 
I, I don't know why, but I've been able to get pretrial diversions in Harris County with a higher blood alcohol level. And, and attorneys in Montgomery County have two, and it's it's .18, but okay. in Montgomery County, they, you know, because it's one of the factors that they consider. Mm -hmm. It's not the Well, it's .15 one. in other counties, so all of them are a little different, so you have to know, get an attorney right. or the prosecutor or whatever it may be to tell you what that limit is. But the higher it is, the closer you're coming to double the limit, the less likely you are to get that pretrial diversion unless you've got, you've got some really good circumstances. And I'll say this, I had a client who was my dream client. I mean, he was well-established, hard worker, uh, devout Catholic, went to church. He was just, you know, paid his child support. He, w the hardest worker, had and had the best product ever. I mean, this guy was just, he had been referred, I met him because he was referred to me by another friend of mine because of how good his work was. I mean, yeah. he's an artist. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was really surprised when he got a, a DWR. I mean, stunned. Mm -hmm. And uh, he didn't have any other record before, but the problem was he had a .23. I mean, he was practically three times the limit. I mean, he was mm -hmm. way over the limit. Right. And, um, but, and, but very cooperative. You could see him on his video talking and chatting it up, which, mm -hmm. you know, I was just like cringing. I'm like, why did you do the breath test? Why are you doing? But mm -hmm. uh, he was so, so delightful. I mean, I don't know. The, the, the officer had to arrest him because he was intoxicated, but, but very, uh, just the nicest guy ever. You want to like him. And so after I showed him the work, the prosecutors here, how his work was, what an outstanding citizen he was. When I gave him I mean, they, t they denied me twice, you know, it was denied twice. Um, when the rooster crowed or whatever, it was twice, I was denied. They wouldn't, um, they wouldn't give me my uh, pretrial diversion. I was not going to give up because this guy was that good of a guy. I did not want it on his record. They finally gave it to him. So you can't give up. If you really, um, if you fight hard enough and you really think you got a good candidate for it, you know, you don't want to bug, you know, the, you know what out of the prosecutors. But if it's reasonable, they're reasonable people. You just have mm -hmm. to ask them to ask one more time and then appeal it. And um, I had another one in Waller County the same way. I had a guy that um, had a really high blood alcohol test. Um, he was, I mean, we had, he got turned in because he had somebody that was actually videotaping him as he drove. Oh, and so I couldn't get around it. I mean, we had witnesses. And, mm -hmm. um, and we begged, 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 and um, went back and forth and back and forth. And they told me no, and they finally gave it to him. And I'll tell you what. He finished it. He was their best probation person. See, that's um, great. Getting expunged. Yeah. It was just a one-time mistake. Mm -hmm. It was sort of a you know middle-aged crazy right. kind of thing, and mm -hmm. it was just right around. It was really he had good justification for it. Not not that you know getting behind the wheel and, and drinking has any ever has that, but in mm -hmm. some circumstances it can be sort of forgiven if the person is remorseful and, you know, that's sort of and some of the criteria to it for deal. that. Yeah. And it's not just for DWIs, though, but, and again, pretrial diversions are when you can't fight it a different way. These are clients that there was no way I could win. I mean, there's just no way. Right. Um, they, they look like, you know, it would just be a waste of money and time for everybody if we went to court over it. Right. So, so it was a blessing to have that extraordinary or extraordinary, whatever you want to say it, mm -hmm. a remedy to be able to go for. And you sometimes have to fight really hard. Sometimes not at all. Sometimes you've got such good facts that they're just like, yeah, fill out the cassette and we'll get it, just run it right through and we're going to be mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Well, so who cannot uh, qualify for a pretrial diversion, at least this is here in Montgomery County, is... Um, any individual that has been pulled over and gives the law enforcement a hard time, mm -hmm. they refuse to provide... A refusal is huge here in Montgomery County. It is. They think they're doing the right thing because I've told most of my clients refuse. 
And because if you refuse, as You're you know, there's that. no evidence. Mm -hmm. um, uh, if it's on a weekend, we know that they can get a blood warrant. Mm -hmm. uh, any other time, my understanding is not. Yeah. <laughs> so so my, I tell my clients, and I say it again, as a, as a public service, do those people that go out there and drink, even though you shouldn't be, um, if, you, if you're really not intoxicated or just had one or two drinks, um, do refuse. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you have been drinking, uh, I'm sorry, don't refuse if, it's, if you don't think you're drunk because it's a waste of everybody's time. Just go ahead and do it. But... Um, but if, if there's some question, then go ahead and refuse because then there's no evidence. And that's how you're going to make your attorney very happy when they get your case because mm -hmm. they, the government has no evidence and that way it's easier to get it dismissed. However, if you um, don't know that or if... Any refusal to cooperate with... Or if it's not a weekend and you know you're going to get a blood warrant. Or mistreatment <laughs> or mistreatment of officials, uh, first responders or medical personnel and they write these reports guys and whatever you in that say you're being belligerent and yeah you're not, and you're just acting like a drunk yeah right right yeah calling them names being belligerent uncooperative all of that right, kind of right. stuff a refusal to provide breath and blood sample mm -hmm. um a crash no matter how yeah. minor yeah mm -hmm. and any and if there's any runner. victim any mm -hmm. victim in the case you are not getting a pretrial have diversion. you ever mm -hmm. gotten a pretrial diversion when there was a victim never the first thing they ask the judge even asked that in fact i had one this morning yeah the judge said oh i think I thought um, he was trying to decide whether he was going to give him, you know, because we're still on bond and we're still working with this case. He was trying to figure out whether he was going to put him on an interlock or an, an ankle. He called a scram, an ankle bracelet. Right. Because he was driving his mother's car. Everybody always is not driving their cars. They're trying to get out of the interlock. Let me tell you, that scram is expensive. You don't have an, if you, if you tell the judge that you don't have an interlock or you don't have a car so you don't have the interlock, they're going to put you on a monitor at home, mm -hmm. which is a hassle because you oversleep and there's certain times that you have to, to be there at home to do it. Or they're going to give you an ankle bracelet, which is very expensive. It's $300 a month versus like $60 a month. Mm -hmm. So, um, But the very first thing they ask is, was there a wreck? They want to know. The judge even mm -hmm. wants to know, was there a crash? So crash involved, a victim involved, the prosecutors want to know that you're not going to get. Mm -hmm. Another kind of, and, and we're, we're kind of going over a list here, but another kind of big one is, do you have a valid driver's license? I have a lot of clients that, this is crazy. Teenagers these days don't get driver's licenses. Yeah, they wait. They shouldn't be drinking either, yeah. but they do. But they wait. And they need an attorney. And they, uh -huh. and they wait for whatever reason that they're like, I'm mm -hmm. not going to drive, or my girlfriend will drive, or my mm -hmm. mom's going to drive, or I'll mm -hmm. take the bus, like Sheldon on the Big Bang Theory, mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And um, they don't get their driver's license. The problem is, um, if you don't have one, you can't get a pre-trial diversion. Because you were driving, we you're, you're breaking a couple of laws here. Mm -hmm. So, and that was another thing with the pretrial diversions. If you have two crimes with one incident, you can't get it. And that's that. That would be in Fort Bend and Waller. And I don't know if that's the same thing as here. You know, that's kind of iffy. I have to look again. But everything is different. You just yeah. You I don't try if that's, that's your only, the case only here. I think you can have possession of marijuana and you can have a DWI, uh, and still get. The pre-trial Possession of marijuana, that's been sliding by a lot. It has. Yeah. It really has. They overlook in Harris, it. They just I don't know about Montgomery, it. but in Harris. In Montgomery, too. They really? just dismiss it. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. They say, okay, we'll, you know, plea with you on this and this. And, and we'll it used to be so harsh. The, I know, Tony. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, Things are changing, and I think that's a good thing. Um, any history of prior but alcohol? But you live in Colorado. Well, no, I don't smoke <laughs> marijuana, but I, it, I, I was born in Texas. Liberal. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. But I still think it's a good thing because we have so like, many no, no, kids, no. good kids, in jail. Mm -hmm. We've got people in jail serving life sentences. They shouldn't be in jail for it, that's true, but they shouldn't be smoking it either. Because if you, you saw Polly Puffer in high school, she had bad lungs. Don't smoke anything. 
Well, right. Do you know Carol Channing is still alive? No way. I know that. I've got a picture of my aunt. I was she, thinking about her the she other day. She was on my aunt. She did all the stuff on TV because she had a cookbook business mm-hmm. at PBC. And I was going through some old boxes that my mom had. And there's a picture of her and Carol Channing. I'm like... I'm like, I wonder if she's still alive because I was gonna, I was gonna tag her. Mm-hmm. Carol Channing is alive and well, and you know why? Because she only all her life ate organic foods. When she went out to eat, she brought her own. And that's a little bit weird. No smoking, no drinking, only organic. So if you really cherish your life, you and want to live to 250. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know how old Carol Channing is. How she's how 97. Is she? Yeah. 1921. Yeah, she was. She's a neat lady. Okay, but any prior history, and you've already talked about this, Tony. Any prior history of alcohol or drug abuse, including an MIP and personal injury case. MIP is like the exception because that's really a class C, but it's an alcohol-related. Um, well, personal. I guess personal injury too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I see MIP, automatically that's minor in possession. Mm-hmm. Oh, public intoxication. I was going to say. Oh, okay. Friend. I was Sorry. like, I knew it had to be alcohol-related. So because I've done both of those, um, and. You know, they're a little bit lenient, like with, with that one in particular in uh, College Station, like Brazos County. Yeah. I think because they have so many minors. Them, <laughs> Everybody's right, under 21. All the students. They're really lenient about that. They'll give you a pre-child diversion on that um, if you kind of work with them because they're all Aggies and, you know, they kind of understand that. But don't, kids out there in, in College Station land, stop drinking and, and going out in public. If you're going to do that, yeah. <laughs> of course, they, they raid the parties. Yeah. I've had See, people that's that have gone to parties. Too. Mm-hmm. Even even parties, you're it subject to. It was eight, 18 to. years old when I was a kid, so I just don't know what about, you know. Pregnant. Yeah, I know. It's it's different. They need to lower it? that drinking age. And I I'm, think I'm of the too. mind that they need to lower it to 18. If you can go to war, then right. you should be able to drink at 18. I think so, too. I think these kids are asked to. You're emancipated. You're an adult. You should be able to hard drink. row. Mm-hmm. And um, so let's anyway. Let's do that. Let's, well, just, let's be the, the, the mavericks for that. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. I think that. The drinking age needs to be lowered. But when it's not personal injury, I'm like, well, you couldn't get a, a, a pre-child diversion if uh, if you had a, pre- a personal injury. Well, so, you, you know, know I was just thinking about the circumstances but of public that. Public intoxication and uh, minor possession are both Class Cs, mm-hmm. so those would not; those are the exceptions of the Class C rule. Okay, okay, guys. Well, that wraps up our show for today. Uh, oh. It oh. doesn't wrap the oh, show up for today. It doesn't wrap up our show for today. We're going to go Even though Cheryl break. wants to leave early because it's her birthday. Yeah. No, I But don't. we're not going to go out no, for a drink because we don't drink. That's right. <laughs> um, we're we're going to take a done. quick break. Right. I, too bad I don't need my nails done. I could go do that for my birthday. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez. 
president of the Woodlands-Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I are here today. We've been talking about pretrial diversion. We've been talking a little bit about getting out and voting, uh, talking about how to get a badge in Montgomery County if you're an attorney. <laughs> this has been a very eclectic show uh -huh. today. Yeah. Hmm. But it's good. It's good. Uh, so what do we want to talk about now, Tony? Um, two things uh, that I just remembered. When, when mm -hmm. I, ever I do my DWIs, um, the, the, the clients are always troubled about their driver's license. And I'm, I'm thrilled that people that didn't have a license or have an expired license are suddenly concerned, now that they have an attorney, that they want to make sure that they've got a license. <laughs> it's like, okay, mm -hmm. so now I'm going to have to take care of all the problems that you have in your world. Mm -hmm. Fine. Um, when you get pulled over for DWI, they've got a, um, uh, you get this, this whole, uh, the, the officer's are usually, I don't want to say they're, some of them seem to be pretty happy about, which makes me mad, but for the most part, they're pretty nice guys, and they're just protecting the public, and they, 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 they issue you um, your, uh, these forms, and I can't, they're, they're like the DIC 24 and 23 and all that stuff, but they're basically the, the forms telling you your license will be suspended after 40 days if you don't get what's called administrative license revocation hearing, okay, to ask for it, because um, your driver, and we've gone over this before, but I'll just kind of repeat it, the, your driver's license is a a um, a not a right but a no privilege. privilege, and it's you have to keep that in civil court. Whereas when you're stopped for a crime of driving while intoxicated, you got to go to criminal court. So you're dealing with two different courts right now. That's and right. the court for your license is the state office of administrative hearings because you get your driver's license through the Department of Public Safety. Okay, so in order to keep your license. You need to, um, if you weren't guilty, and most of my clients, you have to always, you're presumed innocent until guilty, and I do the same thing, of course. Um, in order to keep your license, you have to call within, I think it's 10 or 15 days, I always forget, but I do after, it immediately. It's 14 days after the client receives notification via mail from the DPS. Well, yeah, but that's if you get, uh, if you have a blood a alcohol test. But immediately when you get the DWI, if you're pulled over, mm -hmm. immediately, Call. call, just call. I don't care what all your facts are. Just call and get an ALR hearing. Or you can email it in. Or you can have your attorney email it in. Or you can fax it in or text it in. There's so many different ways that you can get this done. Uh, and they're really good about giving you your ALR hearing. And what that does is that prolongs that your license until you actually have the hearing. The license suspension. Yeah, the license. So you have a, still have a, a good um, uh, a good driver's license, mm -hmm. right? It's still, it mm -hmm. hasn't been revoked. It hasn't been suspended right. or whatever. Now, the problem you're going to have is if you didn't have one to begin with, or you quit going and get one right. because you were somebody that was driving without a license at all, you were a teenager, or, you know, you tried to... had an out-of-state license. Yeah, whatever the case may be, you didn't have one to begin with, and you got pulled over. You should have really gotten the Class B not not just a ticket, but that's a Class B misdemeanor driving without a license or an expired license. Um, you they try to go. They try to go get one. And so, what do you do? Do you call to not have your license revoked when your license isn't really in place anyway? Right. I've had a lot of people actually have gone out and gotten a license. They've actually gotten a license in the in, in the interim uh, of having a pending DWI, which is crazy because the, all the different departments aren't talking to each other. Mm -hmm. But then it catches up with them. Mm -hmm. And my clients are so good, they get a second DWI. They have mm -hmm. an every time. 
can't mm-hmm. believe that I have repeats. Yeah. But um, then they're like, well, what do I do? And so one is catching up with the other. They're finding out that they got a license and they shouldn't have had it, and it's being suspended. And then um, they've got this new one coming out that they're trying to prevent from being suspended. So it's just a big mess. The bottom line is, and what I'm getting at here, is call immediately if you get pulled over for DWI, whether you were guilty or not, so you can prevent your driver's license from being suspended. That's really important. If you don't have one or if you don't think you didn't call in time um, or, or whatever the case may be, you can always get an occupational license, yes. okay? Everyone freaks out. I can't drive. I'm going to have to drive and break the law. No. You can go and you can apply. In, in Harris County, you have to apply through your particular court. In Montgomery County, you can go to a JP court. Um, right. And it's a lot cheaper to go to the JP court. You can go get your occupational license. There's a lot of rules. You've got to get an interlock. But you'll have the license. You're not breaking the law because everyone needs to drive, okay? So that was my public service announcement. Don't freak out if you don't have a license or you lose your license. Um, well, if you don't have a license, you can't get an occupational license. Um, right. But my people have gone to and gotten, uh, they don't have, they have an expired license, but they want it to be, okay. they want it to be in place. And you actually can get an, an occupational, occupational license, license if an you expired. had an expired license. Right. Like that's not the craziest thing. And the way you do it, though, is you get with the DPS first, because in, in order to get your occupational license, you have to have a, a, a like, like you were saying with the Montgomery County, you have to have a, a report saying that you're up to date with all your fines and mm-hmm. you're in good standing. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a certificate of good standing from the DPS, and you can mm-hmm. get that online. And once you've paid all your fines, and they're like, okay, we would be able to give you a license, but for you now having a problem with this new DWI, right. they will give you the certificate of good standing, and you go to the court, and you get your occupational license granted. Mm-hmm. And then the judge asks you, you know, how often you need to drive and all that stuff. But it's not a difficult process to do. And many of my clients have done it on their own. Yeah. Most of them are afraid, and they use me, and they, they mm-hmm. abuse me because they ask me how to do it, and I end up doing a lot of it for them for free. Mm-hmm. But you can do it on your own, and it's a lot cheaper. In Montgomery County, it's only like $40 to actually get to apply for a license, whereas in Harris County, it's like, I want to say 238, some weird number, some weird amount to go get it. And then you also have to get your, um, it's uh, that uh, uh, SR-22 insurance. You have to tell your insurance company. So there's a lot of things you have to jump through some hoops. But if you want to drive and you're dumb enough to drive, while intoxicated, or, the, the, or, or you were unlucky enough that an officer thought you were and you weren't, then these are the things you have to do to keep your license. Mm-hmm. And I was going to talk about you know, some other stuff, but how, how much longer do we have, yeah, um, Station that, Manager? That Dick? I'm glad you added Three that. minutes. Well, I, um, I, I don't know what I want to add in there other than um, I was going to talk about executive sessions, and I guess um, uh, with homeowners associations, and I really don't want to get too off the far on the beaten track in that because it'll take us a little while. So I'm going to go back to um, my pre- our pretrial diversions and some of the experience that I've had with them. Yeah, yeah. You can get pretrial diversions with felonies too. Just because we're talking about misdemeanor court and DWIs and right. trespasses and, and all that stuff, you can actually get a pretrial diversion on a felony case. It's not that common that you would get that on a more severe charge, but... It, it, for the same reason, the more severe charge, like I get these a lot, um, they are the aggra- um, assault on a public servant. Assault on a public servant is a felony, and it may be that you just aggravated the police officer. Right. And, of Are course, that may be something that you may be able to get because they're going to say you refused, you were rude, but it may also that be that there's a videotape showing that you did none of the above. Yeah. And that you just had an officer that you aggravated mm-hmm. that was having a bad day, mm-hmm. and it's not what the way it looks at all. And mm-hmm. so um, I will say this also. I had another case where I had a guy that didn't have a license, and he was, um, he was uh, arrested for... Um, 
he was picking up scrap metal in Katy, and I can't remember what the charge was exactly. I think it was theft or conversion or something. But he got ultimately charged with um, evading arrest in a vehicle, not, not, and not the conversion or anything. Because, so what, he just didn't pull um, over? Um, no, he did. But the officer said that he was going to charge him with assault of a public servant and resisting arrest and all stuff. We ended up getting the video, and none of that was true. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, so I had to go, and I had to um, subpoena that. But when I finally got it, and they didn't want to give it up. It took a full year to get it. This guy was completely innocent in every way. Oh. And the judge actually apologized to him. Really? Mm-hmm. Good for you. So you have to, don't, uh, don't always believe what's written in the report. That's right. Get the video that's and right. get the records. Okay, guys, we want to thank you for listening. We want you to know that we're going to be here next week from 12 to 1 on 104.5 and 106.1 Conroe's FM. And you can send us your questions at questions at legalconnectionshow.com. And go ahead and vote. Happy birthday, Christine. Thank you. And serve God by serving others. That's right. Every chance you get. Have a great week, guys.